0: Hello, and welcome to the Guilt, Grace, Gratitude podcast. This is one of your co-hosts, Peter Bell. And we are on Catechism Saturday, Lord's Day number 42. And we will be going through question and answers 110 and 111 on the Eighth Commandments. And real quick, before we start this week's episode, make sure you listen to Monday's episode on the Abrahamic Covenants and Thursday's book club with Kyle Strobel, Dr. Kyle Strobel of Biola University and Talbot School of Theology on his book, Where Prayer Becomes Real. So let's get on to it. Question and answer number 110. What does God forbid in the Eighth Commandments? He forbids not only outright theft and robbery, which governing authorities punish, but in God's sight, Theft also includes all evil tricks and schemes designed to get our neighbor's goods for ourselves, whether by force or means that appear legitimate, such as inaccurate measurements of weight, size, or volume, fraudulent merchandising, counterfeit money, excess interest, or any other means forbidden by God. In addition, God forbids all greed and pointless squandering of his gifts. Question answer 111. What does God require of you in this commandment? That I do whatever I can and may for my neighbor's good. That I treat others as I would like them to treat me. And that I work faithfully so that I may help the needy in their hardship. So in exposition, he states, this commandment sanctions and authorizes a distinction in property or possession. Then he says, the end or design of this commandment is the preservation of the property or possessions which God has given to everyone for the support of life. God, therefore, in this commandment, Forbids all frauds, together with all the cunning devices and arts by which the go- goods and possessions of our neighbor are injured, diminished, or confounded, so as to lose his right in them or to make it doubtful. In forbidding these things, God at the same time enjoins all those virtues which contribute to the preservation of our neighbor's goods. And possessions. So, what are the virtues of the eighth commandment? And he lists seven. The first one is commutative justice, which he defines as the acquisition of goods, which does not desire the possessions of another and contributes to an equality in contracts and the ordinary traffic amongst men in the purchase and exchange of goods according to just laws. So it means you give one thing for the precise price that it should be worth. Then contentment, by which we are satisfied and contented with our present possessions, which we have honestly acquired, and by which we quietly endure poverty and other inconveniences, not desiring what does not belong to us, nor what is unnecessary, The number three is fidelity has a concern and anxiety in regard to the losses and privations of another and endeavors to avert them, willingly and diligently performing all the different duties which are devolving upon us in our appropriate callings in order that we may have what is necessary to sustain us and ours, and that we may also have that with which we may supply the wants of others, all of which is done with the design that we may glorify God thereby. Liberality, number four, in which those who are possessed of it communicates of their posi- possessions to others, giving freely, without being urged thereto by any civil constraint or enactments, but by, get this, the divine and natural law. The number five, hospitality in which we entertain strangers and travelers, and especially those who have been banished on account of the profession of the doctrine of the gospel with true Christian charity and all the duties of hospitality. The number six, parsimony or parsimony in which we guard against all unnecessary expense and by which we take care of what which we have honestly acquired for ourselves and for those who are connected with us in the relations of life, not desiring more than what is necessary for our comfort. And the number sevens attached to this, frugality. It's a virtue having respect to household affairs, disposing of what has been honestly acquired, properly and profitable, And for those things necessary and useful, or which incurs expense merely for such things as are necessary and useful. And so what you hear in Ursinus's commentary on his catechism is the Eighth Commandment upholds our Christian charity, that we give freely to our neighbors. And there's a sense in which our neighbors are first and foremost those of the household Of faith, those in our local assemblies, our local churches. And if there are others that spill over, if we have met the needs of the Christian community, then we extend the borders to those who are outside, those who are hurting, those who need financial help, those who are looking for help in any sense. That's what deacons are for. And you see how the church is used beautifully towards the advancements of society not to push the kingdom outside the borders of the church, but to show that we have Christian charity. And this is all within the Eighth Commandments. And so Christ, in the Gospels, in the Sermon on the Mounts, takes all of this, as he does for each one of these, gives it to us as a law, and says, you guys can't fulfill this, though this is your Christian duty in him that has already been fulfilled. So I hope we can learn something from Christian Charity from the right of property, not in the American sense, but in the biblical New Testament Christian local church sense. So I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode of Catechism Saturday, Lord's Day number 42, question answer 110 and 111 on the Eighth Commandments. Make sure you guys tune into Monday's episode on the Mosaic Covenant with our special guest, Dr. R. Scott Clark of Westminster Seminary, California, also the voice behind the Heidelcast, professor of church history, also runs the Office Hours podcast, author of numerous books. He will help us understand the Mosaic Covenants and its substance of the covenant of grace and its differing administrations, with the Mosaic Covenants being a special administration of the substance. Of the covenant of grace. You guys will understand that statement to a fuller extent and degree in that episode. And then Thursday, we are super excited to quote unquote bring Amy Bird back out of retirement on our podcast to talk about her most recent book, Recovering from Biblical Manhood and Womanhood, going after Trinitarian heresy and upholding Trinitarian orthodoxy as it relates to our union with Christ. As man and woman. It is a it is an illuminating, it is a fantastic interview that we have with her pushing us towards Christian discipleship in the local church under our ordained ministers, how we train our laymen and laywomen towards greater biblical literacy, each as equal to another. So I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode and we'll see you next week. Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed that episode of our podcast, Guilt, Grace, Gratitude. And we, as we've said before, we are bridging the gap to Reformed Christian theology for your listening pleasure. So we would like to make sure this is enjoyed by others around the world. And how to best do that is rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, and after you rate and review or instead of rate and review or doing everything all at once, retweeting us on Twitter, liking us on Twitter, liking us on Instagram, following us on both of those platforms, because that actually puts in front of people's physical face, this podcast, these guests, and most importantly, the gospel, the doctrines uh, that these guests are, are bringing in front of you guys. So please do that. It helps get in front of more people. Amen. And hopefully you guys are part of a local church and you're tithing and, uh, after that, after tithing, if you have any means left over, please consider donating to us to make sure our bridge is well paved and maintained and strong and sturdy as, again, we bridge the gap to reform Christian <laughs> theology.
1: Exactly. The
0: yeah, and you guys can find that link on Anchor, our official Anchor website. If you just go on um, our social media links, it'll it'll link you to that website. It's also at the bottom of these this podcast show notes. If you're on this podcast, this specific episode, scroll all the way to the bottom of that show notes and you guys will find a link for this for three different options of donating. So we hope you guys can help us bridge the gap, pay for shipping, get nicer stuff, all for the focus of spreading the gospel further. Yep. All for the kingdom of God. Thanks so much guys. We'll see you guys next time.